Welcome to Call Out Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Silla Rock. No laughing, motherfucker. I'm the host. Call Out Culture, Shablam! Listen, listen, what, what was it? Uh, what, what was the edit from Do the Right Thing? Mickey Ficky? Mickey Vicky. Listen, Mickey Vicky. I'm the fuck. I'm the I'm No, the Mickey Vicky, you. Oh, that's clever, Mickey Vicky. Yeah, these, Mickey Vicky, these. Yeah, so I, I have, a, I actually have it on tape just like that with Mickey Vicky. I was trying to find it on YouTube because I was going to use it for my album, but I could not find it. Yo, shut, I was right, looking so, for yeah, a no, version. That's a reference to the a TV edited version of Do the Right Thing. CBS version of Do the Right Thing said Mickey Vicky. You won't even find that no more. It's like, this is like deep, deep early 90s uh, lore. Wow. But uh, we all call our culture. Uh-huh. This is uh, Curly Castro. Yeah, I'm Zilla Rocker. Hello. I'm Alaska. He waved. He waved. He waved, <laughs> listeners. And we're 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 greeted with uh, one of greeted. Uh, what does that mean? We're, we're joined. greeted with. Thank know. you. Greeted we are. With. We're we're joined by one of Chicago's premier spitters, one of the best young poets. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be a cliche, and he makes good deep dish pizza. And, uh, <laughs> oh. is, this is nobody, nobody like makes deep dish pizza in their home. This is a man that will tell you with a straight face the Sixers should consider Zach Levine for Ben Simmons straight up. I'm talking about Def C. <laughs> yo, yo, what's good? Uh, Def C, future cult leaders of America, Sky Mob. It's great to be here, long time listener, second time caller. Yeah, you're back. Yeah, we got you back, man. Not and you've been on it three times? Nah, this is number this is number two. He was on a round table joint, right? Yeah, I thought he was yeah. on two round tables. No? Nah. Oh, on, RZA, RZA premiere. It was the RZA uh, premiere. Oh yeah, the RZA oh, that right, RZA premiere. That yeah. was a great one. I was proud of that. Yeah, that, oh. that was a fun one. That was a fun yeah, one. But tonight is not RZA premiere. It's no versus it's no fucking fingerless gloves with no sleeves on in your living room. <laughs> this is about Busta rhymes, true indeed. We're gonna do a. I was Busta I was, bus. I was knocked down. This is not a lineage of greatness. Busta rhymes, which which is painful. I don't I don't agree with it. It's I not was, an log. This is a. No, we need this, to talk about. I was I was vehemently dismissed when I said. I think I might have been pronouncing it correctly, but either way, I was strongly smacked down, suggesting Busta rhymes was a greatness caliber tier rapper so this is just a we need to talk about i uh, must have missed that mean i thought this wasn't no you were on that call for that text message and and we weren't we weren't sure okay it wasn't even it wasn't even a second between zilla's text and the two no responses (laughs) oh well then anything to beat zilla this was months months ago well this is also Uh, before this record um it re-solidified his, uh, his stance, if you ask me. Like, it's, I just it's, think. It's like lineage of goodness then. Okay, can we, whatever. No, nah, okay. no, nah, we need to talk about WNTTA. All right, we need to talk about Busta Rhymes. So we got, we got Def C, who, like me, correctly asserts that Busta is a great. Before everyone joined the call, Alaska likened Busta to, to Chip Foo from Fooshnickens, which is <laughs> unbelievable to me. Very I reductive. Mean, I'm just, I just composure. told you the way that I view Buster Rhymes. I know no, he's extremely talented. I know world. he's got an unbelievable flow, but like once I hear a song, I'm like, right, I'm good. I don't need to ever hear that again. Mm. It's like, <laughs> it, I always saw him as a gimmick. 
I'm not saying he is. That's just how I've always viewed him. So you never thought he did it. He he never had any bars that were worth remembering. Nah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. I mean, he's got flow and he's got style and he's like got rah rah like a dungeon dragon, but <laughs> he got rah rah like a dungeon dragon. That's all you. All, of the, all, all these years. The, the, the 19 million songs he's made. He's like, oh, he's got that one thing. He's got rah rah. He's got that one part of one song. Wow. Okay. I, I actually, I do like his ELE series, but that's really about all that I, I check. <laughs> and he, he is the first rapper to have a good part, too. Um, that, oh, mm. Ray Kwan. Uh, Ray Kwan. Alaska. I think they're both oh. similar. I think they're both similar. Is Ray Kwan, is Jay Z. No, Jay Z's a volume. Um, Volumes work. Parts blueprint, blueprint two. Yeah, volume. He says volume two, right? Yeah. Yeah, but blueprint two. That's uh, a part two. Is it a part? Eh. That's a part. He has a part two. He it's has blueprint one. two. You no, know, he has a part two, but it's not very good. Yeah. Um, it's better than than Z blueprint three. Jesus Lord. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Yeah. I mean. No, yeah. listen. Blueprint My two is good if you go listen to Blueprint two point one because that's trash. He had a single disc. Right? No, the one he made a little bit um, is like bonus. There's a couple of different songs on it. It's like the red yeah. one. It turned. Yeah, the yeah, red he one made... is he, he took both of the yeah. albums and made one. Anyway, yeah, shoot me in the head. Pick, he should have made it shorter. Um, well, well, speaking of which, albums. curious enough to to the Buster is better than Eminem assertion, which I agree with. Yeah, no question. There's an I'm extended excited. version of Buster's new album. With an Eminem feature. Wait, what? Yeah, and I know y'all didn't go look at you can go on, you can go right now. There's a ELE deluxe. I saw edition. a red cover. I saw a red yes, cover. Yes, with four new deluxe. songs. So wait, wait, wait. It's wait, wait, wait. Yes. Okay. It's a deluxe version and there's a song right. with Eminem on it. Let's before we get into this ELE situation, which which is gonna be a cool conversation. Let's just get into Busta first. Just Busta as an artist, his career. Cool. Def C. When yeah. What what does Busta mean to you, rapper wise, MC wise, flow canon, videos? I mean, what is it? So I'm gonna be super real. So I think uh, Busta, as an MC, like for me at first, it was all about the beats and the hooks. Because the first time I was encountering Busta was as a kid growing up in the '90s, and you know I was listening to "Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Can See" and um, after that, what's it going to be with Janet Jackson? So those were kind of my introductions to who Busta is. And then as I got older, I got into like Get Out. I remember oh. when I first started watching Rap City, Get Out was one of the first videos I ever saw. Anarchy. Uh, yeah, Anarchy's yeah. A, a album too. And then uh, when I got to high school, the, it, the story that actually fully solidified my investment into hip hop was, uh, I was part of a spoken word poetry club after school at my high school. And there was one day, it was my freshman year. Everybody was in the hallway. It was my big homie said and my homegirl Santana and they were performing scenario back Ooh. and forth. They were mm. like off verses in the hallway. This kid Grant was making the beat with the pen in his fist on the locker. And when- They were doing Santana Buster's verse? Yeah, they were doing the whole, they did the whole oh, thing. Oh, the whole song, nice. Wow. Yeah, they did wow. the whole song. Dingo D, when they... the I-N-C and the D, the O-Z. <laughs> Dingo D's verse was done, Zilla. All right, man. <laughs> yeah, they even did, they even did the Dingo D verse and all that. And then uh, the, 
the Busta Rhymes verse, it's like his spirit entered that hallway. Mm. And I think that's the one thing that I really love about Busta as an MC is I think his spirit, you can feel it in the delivery. He's like most deaf in terms of, you can tell that he loves rapping every time he's rapping, that mm. this is the thing that he, he feels like he was meant to do. Not a given um, with all rappers. That's a no, good point. Not a given. And so, and, and, uh, so as, I, as I got older and I started revisiting a lot of the Busted stuff, because I remember getting like, you know, the edited versions of Genesis <laughs> and it ain't safe no more when I was <laughs> uh, I remember you getting those. Look oh my goodness, this is so funny. Well, I mean, no, you're, you're buying physicals. I'm thinking of, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm thinking of the, um, the digital problem I run into now when I just go quick download an album and it, yep. I noticed it didn't have the ease on it. Yeah. Start playing. What, you like, Why is saying Vicky Vicky on the set? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, and so like just kind of getting into Buster from that perspective. And then as I've gotten older and really started digging into the craft, understanding what's so great about his style and about his emceeing and also the past couple years. And it really started with um, his verse on that Conway, everyone is food joint on that song, uh, Land of Lakes. Mm -hmm. I was listening to that at that point that I was like, okay, like Busta, Busta is now re-energized. Um, and yes. that was inspiring to me because it's like, all right, this is somebody who's in, Busta's what, mid forties now? Late forties. Gotta be, yeah, late forties, late forties. Late forties. He's, and he's, you know, rapping better than he's ever rapped in his entire career, which is really yeah. difficult to do when you've spent your entire career in the public eye. So all of those things about Busta really inspire me. I'm, you know, a huge fan. of. I think his creative partnership with Dilla is probably Ooh. one of the one of the best oh. creative partnerships in hip hop in terms of one producer and one MC who are frequently collaborators without ever being in a group together. So, mm. I mean, I'm a huge Bust a fan, and and one of the things that I love about the album, which I know we'll get into, is his range and his ability to rap well on every different style of uh, song, as long as Bob's Cartel and Mariah Carey not on the song with him. <laughs> so yeah, that's what Busta means to me. Dope, bro. Do you now? I I think then I think what what would what would stand out for you and for me, probably Castro. And would be a strike, and and against him from Alaska would be that he is like a master stylist. Yeah, See, that's not a strike for me though. That's I, I think that's what I like about him. But you, that's what you, I like but most. You, but you want him. you want style and substance. I mean, yeah, right. Like all right, I, Alaska isn't hanger. He wasn't hanger eighteen. So there was definitely a lot of style going. Trust me, I was a big fan. Yeah. Of so they'd be like five or six songs where him or Wynn would try out a flow. What I really liked about your last is like, okay, I got you. And the other one would pick it up, which is not always easy to do with a dude. So, yeah. so um, leap into that. So my Buster thing was, I got into Buster, you know, when he, when he popped off with LNS, um, just another case of that, or PTA, you know, high schoolers that like, I'm in high school, but they look a little cooler than me because yep. they're doing scenes in the you know, hallways, but they're wearing what they want. And I'm just, you know, wearing guessies and car can I. And I remember Buster, um, I, you know, time was okay, but Busta really was one of those. So, all right. So in hip hop back then, when you got a, when you got a hip hop form, you took the form, you took it as the form you, you met it. So you didn't want to break apart Run DMC mm -hmm. or De La Soul. They were a group. 
You right. know, you didn't even know about that stuff. The, I, the new edition stuff was new. I remember the new edition changing uh, yeah. members. If you weren't old enough to know Temptations, you wouldn't, you weren't know about that. I was like, hey, hey, you know, why is, you know, where's he going? So, mm-hmm. but Busta, there was a certain talent about him that it was undeniable that you started rooting for this guy to go solo. And, and, it, and it was strange because you didn't, you didn't actively want to break up hip hop groups. You liked the group, like I said, like Stat, all those groups that came out, they were groups. Groups were things. So when they came out of the group, you weren't picking them apart, per se, mm-hmm. no matter how many members they had. Um, nobody was trying to break up the Fugees until, you know what I'm saying, it was mm-hmm. obvious. Mm-hmm. So Busta wanting to do that and also being from Brooklyn and um, his Jamaican roots and being West Indian, I related to him like almost immediately. And, um, and I remember the big thing for me was um, the coming. Would um, I mean like I, I, I'm following him as a group, but the coming, I was in what, what, what year is the coming? Ninety four, ninety six, ninety five. Oh, ninety six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. is it ninety six? Yeah. Because yeah. all right, so I'm I'm in college, and it's just, and, and it's it's a master piece of work. I still think that's his, his best project, just oh, because, exactly. um, it's a little unfair because his best project because it was like the sum of all his powers. So he went and got Death Squad, mm-hmm. Flip Mode. Everybody's on this record, you know. What I'm saying everybody scratch. that I can, you know. I'm saying that that um, this influenced my group career up until that point. And he would call. He called him a lot of favors, more oh. features, and he would do and stuff like that. So, um, since since then, he's been a pillar. Now, um, cocaine buster. No, I'm, I'm not really too much a fan <laughs> of. I enjoy it, but he definitely. <clears throat> it's funny because when he's doing cocaine buster, he has a certain cadence. Yeah. growl and timbre to his voice that he doesn't change when he's doing mm-hmm. cocaine rap. Like, so when he's rapping on um, Griselda's stuff, he has this growl, yeah, certain okay. subject matter, he spaces his flow out. He never does a fast flow mm-hmm. when he's talking about cocaine. I don't know if that's just something to keep a mental <laughs> note of. Now, that's where I think Alaska would give him more props if he, when he did all of those flows, he was able to put that substance in there, hence, uh, um, like a lupe. You know what I'm saying? Like Lupe crams okay. a lot into a flow and an idea. True. Like he has that one song that's about the Last Supper, and it sounds like he's just rapping about like Three Six Mafia hanging out at a club. It's very <laughs> funny because he's just talking regular. But if you look at the picture, oh, you know what I'm saying? And so I think Buster could have had a little more opportunity for those type mm-hmm. of moves. Um, but definitely Cocaine Buster, I'm not a fan of. Executive producer Buster, True. very much a fan of. That's what led Raekwon back. To the yellow brick road mm-hmm. if you notice when buster's working with certain artists they are giving their own i think it was a disservice for him to spend that much time with dre because there's a lot of lost material there totally. as we all know so we don't know yeah. what that was and buster brings a lot out of a producer he mm-hmm. can he can take a song and elevate it. eric sermon beats um i like dj scratch but sometimes buster took that beat put it on his back and, and fired up the, the jetpack and took that up to the stratosphere so I think we missed, and I think he missed something not putting out those Dre songs, obviously, because it's Buster. Like, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. the other cats, Hitman and uh, uh, Bishop Lamont, whatever. But like a Buster song sitting in a vault is, I'm not, I'm not too much a fan of that. And I think, you know, Z told about, talks about this. He definitely has songs in the vault. I'm not a fan of that. And I think you, we can just refer to that because he said that recently in an interview. So who knows? So, you know, I'm just, I'm going on a tangent here, but I'm just saying like, there is to me a, a, a decent sized hole in his material that could have helped him. Yes, and I think, I you know, he, sh- he shouldn't have went with Dre 
and lost that material. Yeah, I mean the same thing happened to Rakim too, right? He went with Dre yeah. and was like, and all them songs became Get Rich or Die Trying. But Rakim was yeah. was further down the down slide his hill where yeah. we don't you know we don't hear nothing. Busta fortunately had a rebirth in him, but like doing that to Rakim in his fourth quarter, that's like Ooh, you know that means, on the Wizards. Wait, 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 but the problem with Dre is that Dre you have to Dre is like a bad coach, right? He's like <laughs> D'Antonio, like he Ooh. can't. He can't build his production around you as an artist. Bomb. Yes. You have you, to fit that production. And I don't know it like Rakim definitely doesn't fit it. But no. I don't know if Buster fits it either. He had well when so the big bang is like there's like some I'm like I'm just like looking through his track list. There's Dre DNA on that one. Well that that is I say aftermath album. But yeah. like the coming, right? To me, I think the coming's fucking amazing because you have tracks two through ten, no skips. Yeah, play. Yeah, I, I, I kind of skipped the 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 what's the name the the LONS reunion song, but like still shine. But at that Hello. time, that's a great and and they had and, and the thing about the LONS reunion song thing. is um they hadn't yeah, been really, around for a minute. Yeah, right. they weren't around. You right. didn't hear them. So so to bring them on, that was dope. You know what I'm saying? That's like oh, no hard feelings. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, well yeah. I get it. Shit. It's just like I just yeah. don't play it back. But like when when you get the Big Bang though, <clears throat> like he has. I remember that was a big record because he had like, um, I think New York shit. That's on there. That was that mm. was like, I mean at least yeah. in the East Coast that was New a big York. record. Was Truth what Hurts on New this York record? Shit. Is this this Truth Hurts? Nah, nah she's she, what's she's not on. One? Okay, Marsha Marsha is from Marsha. Okay, is crazy. I, I want to know who the singles are because that's always touch it was a single. But then he had like I love my bitch. That was super corny. And then he these had, are the Pharrell songs. These are some Pharrell songs on this too, right? This is Pharrell was, work. Or oh, those are singles. He had he had Dre beats. He had Timbaland. Yeah, had he had Eric Sermon. Because yeah, he did yeah. Pharrell stuff, but that stuff would always Eric come Sermon. out like um on the summertime Jay Z schedule, right? Like some of those um, yeah, like had, Pharrell had, joints. They'd be like one offs, or it'd be on the soundtrack. It'd be on the album, but they would be like like Passing of Ossier is a Pharrell joint, and then what was but it? like um, that um uh, set your ass that, on fire. That was yeah, uh, that one or the one where all the polka dots. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was on. That what was what on album record. was it? Was it on Genesis? Keep it hot, make it hot, or something. There's a hot, uh, some hot uh, shit. Uh, all over the like the, the one where he. Oh yeah, yeah. after I come back is Genesis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There it Genesis, is. As I come there back. It is. But then, yeah. like, even on Genesis, he does like shut him down remix again. Shut him down 2002 with Pete Rock. Isn't that the third one? Yeah. Like, like this, like that. There's like three versions of this shut it down. Like they somebody else remade it. Like I mean, look, it's it's a good idea. Until maybe it gets executed. I think I, I here's my thing. What, what we, I always bring up, and and, and Castro, you, you bring it up to me as well. Or, or group text. He is without a doubt the most traditional major label rapper. Mm, more left. than Nas, more than Ray. He is yeah. the most traditional major label rapper of all time. Expound for the listeners. Because his new album is 78 minutes. That's how I know he's the most traditional major <laughs> yeah. label rapper album. Okay. Album dude. He still follows time. those. I, but look, like if I know we're well, not because well, me, because well, me and you talked about it. He 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 how many other people can afford? I'm looking at his discography. Okay. This is yeah. his first new album in eleven years. Didn't Who can, can like like financially afford to not put out music for eleven years. Well, he has singles. He Major gets, you know, he has, pl- he, he, well, he gets placements and things like you right, remember that. He, that. He is, you know, he has, he has the ill yeah. catalog. He has like the mm-hmm. they were like Chris Brown and Wayne that like that that blew up. Yeah. 
you had like the one song with Nicki Minaj is like a the same fat they want to want to go when they went in and play yeah, like that, that one they yeah, turned that into commercial up. that's a mountain he up off that joint. but I'm just saying he, like, all right so like if, like for instance I know we don't we're not to the post of it at least I'm not but if you if we would go look at like Juvenile's record and he dropped like a few years back it's probably 17 tracks on there like they're in a mode that they're not you know they're okay, not gonna do like, underground mixtape stuff no, 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 but, but but I also think that the reason why ELE2 was was also 22 songs long is I think he was trying to hit every mark he's hit before in his career. Like you as had, a major label rapper, right? Yeah, as a major label rapper. So you had the dance hall joint that's making yep. clap. Mm-hmm. You had but isn't this like a isn't that a yep. Khaled approach? Marriage is like DJ Khaled ish. I mean, kind of, but that's been busted his whole yeah, career. No, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, but it Khaled touches all right here. Boom, 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 boom. I mean, you know. In his way, because yeah. he's DJ ish, but like Buster comes but, across like that. But with Buster, it feels less like paint by numbers and more like I'm making my style of this song. Because yes. I was going into Best of Buster, and I, you know, I know we're off on a tangent, but like that Janet Jackson joint, who else would hop on a joint like that with Janet Jackson super rapping like that? Like at that look, t- at that time, the timing is always key. With this stuff. I mean, even now, like who would who would take the risk to do that now? And that's the one thing that I appreciated about about the the new joint is he tried to take his style to every other style that he could. And there were a couple of times, like you go back to the well with Mariah Carey, you're not lightning's not going to strike twice in a row. Right. The vibes cartel joint. It's not it's kind of yeah, it's down it. But the, the Mariah thing is funny because y'all that's a flip mode hit song. That's right. a flip mode song. Like yeah. the first one that hit. He, yeah, he made that. And he, he he was um I saw a clip. He was saying that on Drink Champs because um mm-hmm. Nori alluded to um pretty much like did you pull flip mode into that situation? You know, like mm-hmm. um like how Eminem would do with like D12. And mm-hmm. and Busta um he um he uh, explained, he's like, no, that that was a flip mode song. Mar- Mariah was for flip mode. I wasn't gonna mm-hmm. just like, let me, you know, call a couple of favors and cut a couple of corners to get my crew on. If they, if, if we was all feeling it, they on the song, you know, that's the song. Mm-hmm. So I think Word. there's a different energy. And I think when you, that first flip mode record, you know, Tangent we are on, but that, that was that was a heavy piece. I love that record. That was a heavy I, piece. I, I, they had that, um those two hit songs, the, the what was the dance, the macaroni? on outside. And then that was the cha-cha-cha joint. The cha-cha. The cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. Hit, cha, song. Cha, 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 cha. hit <laughs> song. Okay, I mean, they was playing that. <laughs> you know, so. Yo, and Rod Digger was spitting. Uh, why don't we take our first break real quick? Because we didn't take break the last time we did anything. Boom. We'll take our first break, promote all the new fucking incredible live record crew shit available now from dj chong wizard and zilla rock midnight suns on vinyl cd not so much cassette presently hoodies t-shirts test pressing midnight suns nine joints instrumentals breaks and new drums from j-zone features from castro in alaska billy woods lord juco prem rock denmark vesey Nature, Queensbridge, what up? And Malik Blunt, aka M. Illitan, aka Malik B. from the legendary Roots Crew, rest in peace, is on the record. New album out now at chongwizard.bandcamp.com exclusively. Grab the vinyl. You guys want to hear me on vinyl? My first time ever in my entire life on wax. As a solo artist, I should say, or in a group project in this sense. 
So there you go. Midnight Suns is available. We'd love it if you purchase it now. Bang! Shablam, Shablam Sadiq, we're back here again with Depsy talking lineage of somewhat good Busta Rhymes, according to the last <laughs> one. Um, this is the thing we haven't talked about with him. Visuals. Yeah. Got to. Okay. So, the last million dollar video maker. He's the last. Yeah, I think, I think literally if you look it up, up, if you look it up, he's the last one that, you know, shot the million dollar video. Okay. So I, I'll say this. So. I, f- I really fell in love with him on Wuha. Like, I had that cassette single. I was banging that shit in my headphones. Because of the, the remix. And the video, the, the remix with Bust, I mean, with a. That's insane. Dirty. Wow, that video is. Here's the my thing. Silver, silver uh, straight jackets. Yeah. Silver puffy um, straight jackets. Here's my thing with Busta. When I, I remember him, you know, in the scenario video, but when he was in the fucking flavor in your ear That's remix exactly- video. That's with exactly. the fish eye, and he's like moving his head like, yeah. and he's yeah. got the fucking the giant, the big, the big, the big, um, Jamiroquai, uh, top. and he's got his yeah. fingers like in the camera lens and shit. You know, it's like you know, slap a, what does he say, slap an ass off a fat bitch, and he puts his hands. Yes, like everything. I remember watching it being like, I don't like this guy because I'm really uncomfortable because I've never seen a human being move like this. Like I don't know how to make sense of this because I was like 12 or 13 when it came out. And then he did it in the Wuha video, which is even more extreme, where he's wearing like a million different fucking outfits and he's behind like a frame. Then he's like in a corner and like a fucking aqua jacket. And then there's like Q tip and they're fucking jumping up. And I was like, I remember watching it like, do I like this? Like, what is this? Like, who? I like the music and I like what he's saying, but like this, this is like, I've never seen rap like this in my life. So he was just like, hooking me early with the visuals but in a way where i was like i don't know if i like this yet because it's so new it was one thing the cameras that they were using in the shots it was two things the outfits oh yes yeah the two things the outfits but it was three things the colors so Mm -hmm. you had these you know big bubble outfits at times but the sky blue or hot pink like that was a hype thing like he was very big on color so you started what you did z is you started thinking of Buster in color because yes. his videos were so colorful. I I better even think that he even do a black and white video. Maybe that um Night Rider. Well, flavor in your no the flavor in your joint. That's what we're talking about. The flavor in your remix. Okay, yes. Remix. The show. Yes. Right. But yeah, but um as far as like his solo videos, um uh give me some more, put your you know, put your hands uh-huh. on my eyes can see. Um just the way those videos look and the big mm-hmm. bright reds Amazing. and yellows and stuff like yes. that. Um I remember to give me some more video, not give me some more, um, uh, that intro in that video. Everything uh, Remains Raw, where he's in the car. It's no, here. not that one. Yeah, that oh one. But then God. the one where he, um, we, he bumps his head. She said, hey, you going to be all right? That's, that's a give he me some more. Yeah. So I'm like, that intro makes no sense. And I remember at no, first yeah, I flip was kind of stuck on it, but the video was so bananas. When he got into the um, <laughs> sheriff outfit and he did yep. that little walk. With the mustache? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, also if you if you remember, I don't know if it lines up, y'all, but I believe that Roger Rabbit was around in that time, and him doing the so whatever it made me harken back to that because those videos looked like Roger Rabbit cartoons and humans living together, and I just started, you know, it it would just take me right back to that Space Jam ish more so more so Roger Rabbit because they were just it was like over the top with some of the things happened, or and, and I think that that I think he knew. 
maybe from that flavor in your ear video, he knew what worked for him in terms of his being in front of the camera and just like, cause that's any rapper who shot a music video can tell you like, that's, that's an entirely different skill that you got to build up that kind of yes. comfort to know exactly how it's going to turn out when it, when it leaves the editing room. Um, and so I think Busta knew, but I do think there was a, a point at which the public perception of Busta was that he was cartoonish. So like yeah. the, the Jay-Z line about nine animated, like say a Busta Rhymes, that came way later. Right. But I, my, my hypothesis is that anarchy was the turning point for him yes. where he was like, you know what? I think people are taking me for something that I really don't feel like I am. So I got to show people the person I've always been the entire time I've been rapping, but maybe because I haven't yet had this buffer zone of superstardom to keep people from looking into what it is I was doing. Um, I wasn't able to really have those conversations, but now I'm able to do some more of the hardcore rapping that mm. I've been wanting to do my whole career. And at that point he surrounded himself with like, you know, Lord have mercy is in the cut and rock Marciano. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah, one more spitters. He's also um, acting more around this time, and yes. if you notice the roles he's taking. He's always like, like you're saying, that he's trying to. He's taking a little more supercilious roles. Higher he's learning, not higher learning. Um, Thirteen <sighs> Ghosts. He's not. Um, Halloween not Thirteen H2O. Ghosts. No, Halloween H two O. Not Thirteen Finding Ghosts. But, but the I point is, he's not. He's Trump, not Trump trying Trump. to be the. Um, he doesn't take comic relief, whereas mm. he already built that character in rap. But he's not in like How High, for instance. As one Shaft. of those type of characters. That was oh, he's in Shaft. Shaft. He was he's comic. in Siri. Yeah, but, oh, but he, he tried like in Halloween, he's he has a serious face on him and he's trying to yeah. kick Michael's ass. You know what I'm saying? Like he's in um, you know, in higher learning, he's a college student. I'm just saying he didn't he's go amazing. for he's he's not in any Disney movies where he could have been. You see what I'm saying? He, yes. because of the character sure. he built, he could pop up on Sesame Street. I'm Buster Rhymes, like you know, Snoop Dogg can now, you know, not when he was a gangster, but you get my point. So, like, I think he was also. Like you're saying that if he was trying, I didn't like Anarchy. That's why I jumped off the boat for a minute. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. I hate that record. I really do. Um, Actually, stop, Joe. Just play. No, nah, stop it's it, man. Not, oh, right, it's, please. It's the same as all. <laughs> they're all the same. No. They got six, seven crazy ass. No. And, and you know what it is? Four badly miscues, and then like other ones that are just of the moment. Like oh, okay, Anarchy. That's... I knew I didn't like Genesis. Tried to trick me, and it almost worked. And as I was listening, so I was like, No, you're not gonna do this to me. And then back on my bullshit, I was like, give me a break. That album is terrible. Yeah, that's, that's, really bad. Bad. that's really bad. It's, that's a really it's bad. a lot of remakes on there. He's like trying to redo certain nah, stuff. No, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's not even good. But here's what, oh, I was thinking like the video for like Delirious, right? And he's okay. dressed like Shonuff from fucking mm -hmm. Last Dragon, right? Yes. <laughs> I think it's that's what I was. I was thinking of Delirious when I said give me some more. I was that is the intro I meant, yes. but I was thinking of the Delirious video in terms of colors like the show enough is big and red. Right. And then there's yeah. a, there, there's one part in Delirious where he's wearing like a blue afro and then like sunglasses with stars on his face and like yes. white gloves. And yes. it's, like, it's like sped up. And I can always like remember that he's like in the camera, like I remember the white guy he plays in that. Yeah, I, like the um. When he plays Mel Gibson, he's Mel Gibson. Well, yeah, Lethal Weapon, yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah, he does the white, he's, oh, he's got the white thing. Like, it's just, I, I feel like he was just only competing with Missy. Yeah. In terms of, yeah, yeah, the caricatures and stuff. Like, when he does that sheriff walk, you're yes. deliberate. You're not just a funky guy that walks. Like, you're walking like a sheriff in an old movie that's funny as shit. Right. Like, you know what you're doing. And yes, Missy, in terms of um being demonstrative, 
Um, right. The video images, it was just him, you know, I mean, Timberland. Also back know, then, so. yeah, but also back then, again, major label, like at the, at the late 90s, early turn of the century, like the video was everything. Oh my God. Like Speaking of which, do you, Timbaland and Magoo had like wacky videos. Um, yeah, they, 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 they had them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Any of those cats on um, Blackground? Blacks? Am I? Which one? Were uh, they were, whatever they're called. The, Black, or, or, Gold, or Click. Black, Blackground was, uh, was Aaliyah's uncle's management company. Okay. But Timbaland and them called themselves something gold. It was like him, Missy, Mocha. Genuine. Yeah, yeah, genuine. They were calling themselves something. But sorry. A gold, sorry. A gold mind. That was Missy. Yeah, there was. Yeah, it was. There, he there. does. But, but think about this. Busta said it in whatever interview, I think with Craig in a Vulture, talking about before Dre, where he was he was cranking out an album a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This motherfucker was putting in work. So you had The Coming in 96... Disaster Strikes 97, ELE 98. I don't have this thing up in front of me. What was the after ELE? Anarchy. 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 And then and after that is, is uh, Genesis. Genesis. No yeah. one. one. It ain't and safe it's... no more O2. Right? So this motherfucker yeah. put out every single year from 96, basically, till O2, mm-hmm. an album, which no major label, no indie motherfuckers were doing that, except like Cool Keith and Doom. Right. right, no one, no one's doing that. No one's putting out and Jay, Jay kind of right, but and then and then he takes the break, the, the four year break until he gets with Dre with the Big Bang in 06, right? But but I'm I'm looking at Missy, Missy does Super Duper Fly '97, mm-hmm. Real World '99, Miss E So Addictive '01, Under Construction '02, This Is Not a Test '03, like and then the Cookbook '05, like her and Bust there like. They weren't work, working. What it, what it, tell the listeners what you heard when you what you read in the Vulture interview about what Buster does when it's spare time. So he just goes to the studio all day and night. Like he literally just that's like his gym or like his job. He has never had a job. He's been fucking size he was 16, 17 years old. So he just li- like gets up and goes to the studio, which he's done forever, which is dope. But I'm, what I'm thinking about is like if he's such a studio rat, right? And he said, you know, Dre and this whole weirdo fucking michael michael jackson neverland ranch of like i'm gonna sit in a cloud somewhere and just i'm gonna like obsess i'm it's it's like a weird way to make things i like what alaska said like listening to dre who can only do things a certain way tell you how to do things is kind of asinine but what i'm getting at is like i feel like he was competing with misty because busta was never talking that i'm the king in new york shit and was right. never thrown in those convos with Nas. He wasn't talking. I'm a best. I'm the best rapper. Shit, either. He wasn't, yeah, yeah he like wasn't. he was never saying it out loud. It was more of an entertainer thing. Like, right. Like, all right. So I'm he not was being derivative, but like, work. He was selling gold platinum every year. Like, for, for instance, take like a uh, hammer and and ice. Vanilla ice. There was right. more of a um. Who's the best entertainer? You know, they had a right. the whole full show and stuff. Buster's the same way. Yes, you get into his flows and stuff, but you don't really slice up a bunch of bars. He, him and Spliff Star, he always has a hype, man. He's never up right. there just solo pointing on some New York shit, right. pivoting. Right. He's bouncing around and stuff like that. So they used to wear a lot of different outfits. Let's right. us not forget the um, Bushi era. In Bushi, yeah. The clothing, um, right? Oh, Bushi, n- yeah. Oh, my, my, when, my, when, when he was wearing a lot of clothing with his nipples out. <laughs> 
his nipples were exposed. Even if he had fabric above and below, the well, nipples were exposed. Was that before exposed. he did the HGH and shit? When he's, he got yeah, this is before fight. he got big. He, he was, was on the still, aftermath of HGH deer antler spray workout, where all of a sudden you're 30. He was still kind of slim and tall. He was wearing body like, fat. You don't remember that? In the war shows, he wear these long... Um, yeah, your head gets Barry Bonds big. Yeah, all of a yes. sudden, magically, you, he was you wearing are... those um those Hellraiser yeah. outfits, but yellow leather. You don't remember that? He had <laughs> like giant hats like, actually fit. The yellow leather went down to, but he's now he's he legit like a fucking linebacker. Like, he seems like... like he's more of a legit bodybuilder now. He's Gold's Gym, like yo, uh... yo he, he and Method Man stressed me out with this with this with this regiment. As a person who lives weights and does all these things for years, like yo, he's st- he's, he trains scary. with Tony Atlas, like Buster not... trains with Tony Atlas. Bro, it's he not, has those muscles on top of the I muscles. I watch, like, I watch Method Man's workout video. I watch these guys' videos, and I'm like, "You're too old to be powerlifting like this when you've never done this before. Your your back is gonna get fucked up, and you only have like popcorn muscles. Like, this is hey, not man. I, it makes I, me I, nervous I, for them. I, I feel older. a little hey, They 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 re, they no. They, I'm, listen, they re, anyone they, who but wants they, to change their lifestyle, I'm all about it. But, but is it not changing their lifestyle? They're getting like, they're getting like overly fucking ripped. That's not. If you've never been in shape and all of a sudden you're just jacked the fuck up out of nowhere. But if your body takes to it, if, if you naturally can play a sport, but you don't play it, and all of a sudden you pick up the ball, you can just play it. Same thing. That's totally different. No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like body, I'm talking about like stress on your knees, your back, and your joints and your wrists and, and your neck. I just assume like you'd be able to pick make, up a ball and hit a fucking jump shot. Like but Barack they Obama. make a certain amount of money where they're not just getting up and going to the gym unsupervised. I'm pretty sure these things are... Regulated. I understand that. No, no, they they are. But what I'm saying is, like, it's the same way, like, Chris Pratt was, like, the fucking fat, pudgy dude on Parks and Rec. And then he's, like, ripped to fucking death in Guardians of the Galaxy in, like, nine months. Because all they do is work out six days a week, seven hours a day, and only eat boiled fucking chicken and broccoli. They don't eat, they don't eat or do anything except do this type of shit. Yeah. What I'm saying is you can't sustain that. The minute you start not eating boiled chicken all day, like... Your body makes quick changes because you're doing extreme shit. I'm just saying. I agree like, with you. I just I'm, see I'm happy, like I'm, I'm happy he's healthy. I'm just happy he's healthy. I'm, but I'm no, saying, I'm just like, seeing Dre and we just using rappers Timbaland. They're later in life, right? Gucci Man when they have the means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, their bodies aren't just overly just you know. Just Gucci Man was like, yeah, the vision of unhealth. Like you know, right. he, he he appeared so. You know, right. so and on that he, note, let's let's take a break. The Gucci main workout plan. He had uh, to come uh, back. <laughs> no way, a diet <laughs> of um, orange juice from concentrate. Like this, you know, you gotta see. I know you know you gotta look at all of the orange that. juice covers he has. Gucci man. <laughs> or it's like it great. It's like fifteen of them. They're all like it's it's these are great. They're great. Yeah, right. I gotta say, I saw this Busta Rhymes conversation going a lot of places, but rappers' <laughs> workout plans was not one of them. <laughs> That was workout the, plan, Kanye. The left Don't make turn. me change it out. Listen, I watch Bronson's workouts. He's dropped like ninety fucking pounds since COVID hit, but uh-huh. he's not like he's not looking like the Rock with his shirt off. He's just looking like a really stocky short man who's losing weight. That's all. Oh, if you want to see workout plans, watch the Rock shit. No, that's he's, no, no human should. That's he's that's, insane. It's insanity. No, he's like <laughs> his cheat days are like fucking nine thousand calories. He's out of his mind. All right, we're gonna, we'll be back after this. By whey protein isolates. Get them at curlycastro.jackedupwrappers.net. We also got that Seymour. When the alien mimics invade, small pearls just one of many recruits shoved into a smooth battle armor called a jacket and sent out to kill. Small pearl died in the battlefield. 
only to be reborn each morning to fight and die again and again. On his 158th iteration, he gets a message from a mysterious ally, the neighborhood rebel known as Curly Castro. Is he the key to small potent hate or his final death? Blue Edwards, y'all. Small pro, Curly Castro. You know what it is. Wrecking One. Nihilist Millennial, the album from Cargo Colts, Me and Alaska, is available now exclusively on Bandcamp. We've been talking about it on the show. Played mad joints. We did a live from the liner notes. Digital available now at wreckingcrew.bandcamp.com. Alaska is doing probably the greatest rapping of his entire career on this record. I'm doing all the beats. Castro is the only guest along with myself. We got Cryptic One doing all the mastering. The Almighty Gang, aka King Vision Ultra, did all the packaging and design, which is insane. CDs are just about gone forever, but you can get the Digi t shirt, fucking necklace, and the hoodie all available now at wreckingcrook.bandcamp.com. We really appreciate your support for this record. This joint is booming and flying off the shelves, literally. I'm not just saying that to sell a record even harder. Alright, Nihilus Manalia from being Alaska. They're all available. Fine furniture products, plastic to go over all your unmentionables, and hey, a way to keep your grandmother's couch pristine after you inherit it. Curly Castro plastics. Yo, why is it why is it Shablau and not Blood Owl? Because wasn't wow. there Blood Owl? Oh, my that? man, Blood Owl. Isn't one Blood Owl? That's 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 Buster. Yeah. Buster's, Buster's done a lot of Blood Owls. Oh, he does. We, I, how do we come up with the Shablau? You said it early I, on, like the first or second episode. We, well, I think I ain't gonna lie. There was a um, mimicry of some Griselda overdubs, Impossible. and I, I think I wanted our own, and Shablau stuck. And then also Zilla's son always questions, "Why does Uncle Kinte say that? Does, does he always say that <laughs> when he plays the podcast?" Yeah, but so, why does he talk like that? It's yeah. just stuck. So, all right, so that brings us back. We're back talking uh, lineage of pretty goodness with uh, Alaska, Curly Castro, Mizella Rock, a deaf sea. We need to talk about Buster Rhymes. We need to talk about, you keep calling right, Buster I wanna, the ER. I, so I want to ask y'all, when y'all were younger, right? Before you saw, Alaska, uh, you probably saw a spell first. Was anybody that thought it was Buster? I thought it was Buster. Like, I didn't know it was Buster for a little while. No, because I assumed hip hop, so I, I assumed it was Buster, not like Buster Browns. Yeah, I had shoes. Um, I yeah, I assumed it was Buster because there's a like a former New York Jets player named Buster Rhymes. That's how they got the name after. Oh, yeah. Chuck D named them that. But I was definitely thinking of the Buster Brown shoes, so I thought it was Buster. Mm. But I didn't say Buster like Buster. Rhymes. No, I didn't say that. But I, I remember when I saw. I said, I remember when I first saw a spell. I said, Oh, I did do that. I, yo, I remember an old ass episode of when he was on TRL and they asked him about his name. And he was he was definitely wearing bushy clothing at the time. That's why I remember it. Bushy. And he was like, he told a story about you know Chuck D naming him Buster Rhymes. And then Carson Daly is like, well, what was your rap name before that? He's like, all right, well, it was embarrassing. He's like, because it was like the late '80s. He said my 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 rap name before Buster Rhymes was MC Chill Oski. Yes, <laughs> I love the I love when the names have layers. Oh, okay. MC in the front. Oh, Chill Oski. Oski Def. 
That so, oh my god, it's like Pete 80s rap name. You got the weather reference and the cocaine <laughs> reference in the same Perfect. name. There it is. You have to. You got the ski. It's it's it's, it's Oh man, deaf man. Shit, I was young. I didn't know ski had anything to do with drugs for years. Years. Yeah, I, I always thought it was like, oh, that's like a hip hop thing. Like a, a abbreviation, like EA for, ski, oh, ski. Yeah, but who do you know oh. named Skittles or skis? Like, wh- whose name yeah. was that? Nobody. Nobody. A skeeter. Maybe it was a skeeter because I knew a skeeter. So maybe you see because you and in New York you would abbreviate everything. So maybe mm. once upon a time there was a skeeter yeah. and everybody like, because like you get to the block, what's your name? Ski? Oh no, we ain't called. Like it's 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 shut it's shut down for me. But when I when I realized that it was yeah. ski, yeah, oh man, ski yeah. slopes. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about <laughs> not gonna talk about cocaine. We're gonna talk about ELE to Wrath of God. Might be um, they might be the same. Not gonna talk about cocaine, but we're talking about ELE and there's cocaine talk on it. So you see, uh, you know, it's in there. So it's, what? It's okay. sprinkled. So all the things we said about Busta, you know, good and bad, uh, overly long albums, weird gaps in between years when he's putting out records every fucking year, uh, smash hits, remixes, guest appearances, singles for days and night. It's been 11 years. And I remember he was supposed to drop an album on Young Money and it came out, but then they pulled it down. You guys remember? Oh, that? really? I don't remember it was that. It like Dragon yeah. something. It was weird. It was, it was like... Year- it was Year of the Dragon, and it was uh, it was um, also like a, one of the first Google Play exclusives. Yes, like it, was, it was. Yes, you, you could only be on that platform to get it, which was very. Yeah. And they pulled it down or wow. something, because that was after the the little Wayne after the 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 verse with the Chris Brown song, and then everybody loved Busted. Yeah. Well, I think ELA two is triumphant in the sense that there's a conscious effort on Busta's part to not create filler. And even on the records that we liked of his early in his career, the ones that are mediocre and the ones that are just bad, he definitely just attempts a lot of filler. I'm going to do this type of song because I'm in this type of mood and it's not always the best I did. And I feel like the, the selections he did on this, there's, there's way more um, emotional substance on his part. Like he's connected to these songs. They're not just factory output. And I think he has made songs back in the day where he's made his... You know, he's a long time artist, so there comes a time where, all right, this is my sixth version of this type of song. Mm-hmm. This is my seventh one. And I feel like on ELE2 is less of that. These are my first attempts at making these type of songs. Some of them harken back to some skills I had, but I'm gonna make a more modern version of that. So he stuck to his guns, but I think there's more sincerity in the output rather than um, rap by numbers that I found on some of his old albums. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a really good record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. It's, you know, there, there's a couple, like, you, you could tell it's like a retrospective of his career. Yeah. Um, there's a couple really, like, weird moments. Like, I really don't like uh, Slow Flow with Old Dirty Bastard. That beat, yeah. Okay. That beat. Um, when he played the snippet of it, 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 yeah. seemed, it seemed excitable. He was in the studio last. He's just bumping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, hearing, you're hearing Buster's voice, and he cut it off about a minute, Old which Dirty, is smart. Yeah. But yeah. when you put that song next to um, the Bell Biv DeVoe song, <laughs> oh my God, that song's wow. bananas. That's levels to this shit. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Life. good. Sorry, but um, you know, and then it kind of falls apart towards like the second half of the album. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the second third probably. I mean, there's there's fucking twenty two songs, mm-hmm. but it it does pick up again towards the end. But there's like a big chunk from like 
song 14 to about song 20. That's really sort of like, meh. But it's, it is really good. Like, I, I can't front on it. I went into it not expecting anything, expecting like, it, it's, I mean, you guys know me enough that like, if something's overhyped, I'm going to be like, I'm going into it with a skeptical eye. Yeah, you're going to be questioning. Um, yeah, you're going to question it. So, but with this, like, I saw enough different people from enough different parts of my life that mm. whose opinions I trust saying that it was dope. Mm. So I went into it actually curious and, and I, I was impressed with it. Like, I, you know, I don't know how much I'm going to check it again. Um, just because it's not really like my, my problem with Buster Rhymes throughout my life is like, we never lined up with what I want. Like what mm. I'm into at the moment, like I usually don't line up with Buster Rhymes with what he's doing at the moment. Um, so, and, and I think that's kind of the same here. Like it's really cool, but I'm not it's, it's, in it's, like a career retrospective record at this point. But it's a it's a record that um, exudes the hype that came with it. Like yeah, I yeah, it's, it's well earned hype. It's well deserved. So, like for instance, like Pray for Paris. That's a record totally built on hype. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, West Side Gun, and it still kind of floats on that. The, the appearances, the whole the rollout, the rollout. rollout. But this one, uh, obvious hype, especially when they you know bounce up. Shoot, it was hype for the locks record. But yeah. you, you could you notice that this. The smoke dissipates really quickly once it, if it's a dud. And this yeah. one didn't. It seemed like the fire was not. still burning um, yeah. with it. I mean, Mox have been talking about this record for years, literally. Yep. Like, been, people have been talking about this on social media for a long time. I've seen clips of Busta in the studio recording the, the premiere joint, uh, True and oh. D, which is fire. And I think the and I think the cool thing about this album too is bust like I think a lot of legacy records I think people just coast on the subject matter in the songwriting and then the actual craft of rapping is totally left out because people mm-hmm. are valuing the message they're trying to send as opposed to the craft with which they convey that message. And I common think sense what, say what? Common sense say what? <laughs> hey man, I can't. I I don't know that I'm. Legally allowed to co-sign. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You, well, he, yeah. he just drops off. It will revoke your driver's license. I'll never be able to take public transit in this city ever again. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, no. Nah, but I think uh, I think it was just good to hear him. It it sounded like it was the first time where his only goal for the whole album was to earn his respect as a rapper. There were like mm. there were like a couple of joints where you could tell there were like the single grabs or the streaming grabs and it is what it is like zilla always says on here i think major label artists approach making a full-length project with a different mentality than somebody else Mm -hmm. but this was the first buster album where it really felt like track one to track 2026 Mm -hmm. he was out to earn his props as an mc and it was really refreshing to be able to hear that and that's one of the few joints that like I mean, that record leaked two weeks before it came out. And I remember listening to it with the watermarks on it and everything poorly mixed. And I'm still listening to it now, all these weeks later, once it's officially been released. So I think that that also says something about how how this will stand as well. And I know that I definitely learned from it as C, just being able to study what Busta was doing and, and pick up on all of the little tricks of the trade that he's displaying all over it. Okay, so, bro. I think uh, I, I'm glad you shout out the primo joint. The only thing I don't like about it is I'm like, we've waited almost 30 years for a Busta 
and Premier song. The beat is fire, and Premier's been pumping out duds for the last like five, six years. The beat is crazy, and he does the cut Buster rhymes up in the place. True, indeed. indeed. I'm like, and then I'm like, I don't need more of the Premier live from the ch- 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 flow capital of the ch- 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 world, world, world. I think they're all Buster lines, though. If that helps, I think it doesn't matter. It should. It's when 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 you put that fucking beat on with that bass line, and then you open up with. Buster rhymes up. I don't. That's it. Stick with that. And then Buster spazzes. And then he's like, and then he's like, he like makes a fart noise, and the song's over. And I was like, what? I was like, why'd you do that? And, and like, it becomes an interlude to get to a shitty Rick Ross song from 2011. Fart Master Fart like, Muhammad. What? I'm like, what the fuck is this? I fuck about? with that song. That's the video. Lie. That's the tailor-made. I, I don't. It's fine, but I'm like taking no scenes. I'm just saying the, you you take limit. you take the the premiere moment to basically make an mm-hmm. interlude to a knockoff Maybach music song from from eight years ago. Yeah. I just yeah. think it's a strange choice. But the, I just want to say because I didn't feel like tweeting that shit. But when he does the Bell Biv DeVoe shit, that's fucking bonkers. And then when he does the T-tip he produced joint, that song too. Yeah, that's when I always fire. always want to say that. He pr- and he did the the Q-tip joint. Don't go. And I'm like, me and Barry were talking about this, and, and Barry even probably tweeted Disco Vietnam about somehow this narrative of Busta coming back like doesn't even mention him carrying the fucking Tribe Called Quest album four years ago. Like he, Yo, for real. yes, <laughs> that's true. That's interesting that he crushes that record. He's, he's he really doesn't even like, talk about. It. He's not like, oh man, after you know, after Fife passed, he's I mean, on like four, maybe six. He's tracks. on the best fucking songs on the Tribe yeah. album. Like even when we I did our episode he, about the hardest verses, I name dropped his verse on Mobius yeah, for goes, him in man. Consequence. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. crazy. But um, yeah. then he has to me, I think like I think if he had more songs like this, maybe. A person like Alaska over the years would have sat with Busta Records more. The song Deep Thought, where he's rhyming over Eric and B and Rock Him at the ghetto. And he's talking about Chris Lighty passing and his father passing. And like him struggling all these years, like where his career is going, where his kids are going. And I'm actually impressed, but he got but I have a song I'm pretty impressed by. Yeah, but so. like to him, him opening up finally and being a human and not being the guy with like the bright jackets on a beat that's like very somber it's a classic fucking record and he's really pouring his heart into it i was like okay this is something and that's on the back half of the record where he's getting a little more personal mm-hmm. where i was like that's- these are the mm-hmm. joints that he didn't have these you know when he's doing a s- seven albums in an eight-year run he was just doing you know the sw- whatever swiss beats were hot at the time you would take those beats and then the dj scratch joints so it's kind of like and then he has like the Michael Jackson interlude with Kendrick that was supposed to be for Good Kid. Um, he just has like different approaches next to the, you know, smacking your fucking wig off records, next to the flow mastery, next to, you know, trying not to reggae ton joints, trying not the R&B joints, which is typical for him. So I wanna, I it's, um, like, it's a return to form, but like there's newer. I'm curious to see what he does after this, put it that way. Like I, I'd be fascinated. if, if I want to tip our caps to... Um, the best I can songs or Rhapsody. Um, okay. I'm not big on raps. Um, I, and to tell you the truth, but that's not the reason. I don't even pay attention to her part on the song. I just, he's, it's a song about the struggles right. he had raising one of his kids with um, the mother of that child. Right. And, you know, putting her on blast a little bit, but saying it made him stronger, learning how to deal with that. If, if we were to scan most rap albums, that this might be the first song of that nature from that perspective. Um, a lot of men are giving the shaft. We all know, you know, child support court 
pretty much goes in one direction. Well, it had been for many years. I think men are now starting to get a little bit more equal footing in the in the judicial arena when it comes to like custody and, and things of that nature. But this song is really bare bones. He's being very honest. There's no um, vocal trickery. He's not rapping fast yeah. or slow or anything like that. He's just laying it out there. And I think that's a good side to see from Buster because like, um, like Def alluded to early in the episode, the caricature of him was preceding him, but he didn't play into that caricature. Like he could have had a cartoon, he didn't. So to have songs this serious, no vocal tricks and just letting his listeners really get a, a good look at him. I think that that's, that's commendable. He's been pretty open artist. He's not like hitting off in the mountains somewhere or something. He lets us in, mm-hmm. he puts out a lot of video. But to couple that with songs um, of that ilk is pretty refreshing. Yeah, yeah. His I think his caricature was more so in the front of his creative spark. So I'm I'm a create based off this wild woolly character and stuff like that, as opposed to yo, what's really going on? Um, This this beat is steady tempo, Mm -hmm. 80, 90 BPMs. I'm not gonna be ooh, I know no vocal tricks. I'm not screaming, yelling. I'm just gonna spit, and um, I think that's dope. Yeah, I'm, I think the caricature thing. Remember, like you did, like a like a Mountain Dew commercial, where he's well, like on a fucking skateboard one? and he's like, ah, cha, 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 cha. like he's like doing all the Buster Rhymes isms. Probably the late nineties, oh. early two thousands. Mm-hmm. When, when when like when like Mountain Dew was like, we're about extreme. Remember, yeah. it was like extreme. I think he's like in one of the extreme commercials where he's like on a fucking billboard on a helicopter, then on a fucking skateboard. And he's like, he's he's dressed as a white dude. He's like, come on, Buster Rhymes, dude. Like he's dressed as a white guy. It's like really fucking stupid for like a 30-second commercial. But that's like the epitome of him being that guy. You know, like the loud, brash with the long hair and the outlandish visuals. And I, I but I wish like these records were highlighting. Maybe he did them years ago and was scared to put them out. I mean, he was definitely going into his quirks, the bushy fashion line. Right. I'll even tell people on terms of the hair tip. So at first, Buster had really knotty um, freeform locks. Um, just kind of let them grow. And if you noticed um, at the top, his new growth was wild. So he used to just wear his hair knotted up at the top. And that's really just the hide when you don't get it done a lot. Then um, some people who don't have hair don't notice. He cut all of the locks off, left a bit of hair, and kept a big giant lock ponytail, which he would then style. So mm. you would think there's more locks on the top, but if you notice his hair was just cornrowed. So he had a certain right. level yep. of hair on his head. And then at the back, he had a, I mean, a big flume because he, mm. he, it was a lot and they were long. So what he did was he always had his stylist, you know, he would, you would see the tubes and the big yep. like hair pieces, like, like yeah. a hair show thing he would do. And then there was the, um, I mean, maybe back on my bullshit, he cut him off and there was yep. a video of that and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, we, we watched the man go through many a transformations I think we have to commend him on his level of consistency. Like he, it's it's um, and to use a sports analogy, he's not limping into his 17th and 18th year. No. He's not just on the bench giving coaching advice. He's still in the game. You know, um, 11 years is a long time, but I think he's kept himself somewhat relevant with the features and stuff yeah. like that. I want to ask everybody here it's a simple question: Why do y'all think no Griselda on this record? You think because some of these songs are older, or what do y'all think? Um, I don't. He did make a hundred records. You think they may be on some of those? <laughs> Probably, but I I don't think again. Like this is the 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 like the whole detective slew thing. I've been doing like 
reverse engineering Griselda. Me and Shell's been texting about it. Me and Cash have talked about it. If Griselda was this super organic force that's taken over, like they would be getting these type of calls to be on records, and they're not. So I don't think they would fit this record. Busta works with them. He's on their records, which is cool, but they also put out 50 fucking records a year, and he's down. A, like, Busta's dope because he's a gigantic superstar who's very accessible if he likes you as a rapper. Like, if he likes you, he'll just come through. You know what I mean? Like, his list of people he's featured on is probably two, 300 deep now at this point. Yeah. Way back in the day. So you think there's a difference when he called when he gets called yes. as opposed to him calling? That's my point. I think oh, yeah. like who he chooses is mate traditional major label rapper of Mary J. Blige, Vibes Cartel, Rock okay. Him is on the fucking first song on the album. Like right. this is yeah, a different at, like, level. Jackson yeah. Masters, he's getting on the fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. Like me and Conway barring out because I, I fuck with Conway. Like Indeed. That's, Indeed. that's not gonna be on his shit. If it, if the Michael does, Jackson Masters, that's another level because. You know, this is major label stuff. You you know, they have to invest. There's an investment there. Right. And and, and this is know. a statement record too, right? It's not just like something he's thrown together to throw out. This is sort of like Yeah. Worked on it about like, some said, songs like retrospective record. They're like, I'm putting my flag in the ground to show y'all I'm still here. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't need them. They need him more than they than he needs them. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Right. But I, I just wondered if he was in their if he was in their creative flume, because he's he's popped up on a number of their records, right. not just like one. Oh, we got yes. this Buster feature. He's on like four or five right. records. So I thought if he was in their creative flume, the same way that Buster was was um around Wu Tang a lot, yeah, uh-huh. early on. He wasn't necessarily on songs, but he would. They were they were around each other. The better question for a retrospective album: Why wasn't Flip Mode on the record at all? And or not like you mean you and you're saying Rod not Hicks. even none of them, not like Spliff or Mark Digger. Marcy. Marcy's not yeah, even Marcy. Um, Rod Digger. I think that has to, to do with the fact that some of these songs have years on them. And yeah. so... But they remember they did a video like a year or two ago, like a flip mode song? They did like yeah. an IG video, which was they, dope as shit. So it's like, so he has his other new um, business... Conglomerate. Conglomerate. And that has like Stove OT Genesis. Um, Stove Got Cooks, OT Genesis. He has some yeah. pretty big uh, artists. He has a big reggae artist. I'm not... I can't... Um, oh, he has... um. Oh, man. Um... Movado, not Movado. Not Movado. I, I think it, it, I, it could be Movado because Movado's done working. I thought it was Movado Assassin, one of the one of the top tier cats that on his um his imprint or whatever, right? So um that flip mode song you're talking about is flip mode versus conglomerate. So all of them uh, yes. are on this song. Yep. So it came all, out as a one off. I'm pretty sure it's streaming. You know, um, so um Alaska, I'm, I think that's curious because, but I do think it has something to do with the years on the songs, but. I think it's curious because he didn't even have like one of them doing a little right. hook on something. Yeah. And it's 22 tracks. Like Chris Rock is on fucking Jesus 19 Christ. minutes. Can we talk like, about that? That's bad. That's, I mean, that's, 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 that's too much of a reach up. But that's a reach back, interludes. right? He did yeah. that on another he, record, right? It's, it's Chris Rock on one nah, of it was, it was. He's I on a Cal. Dolomite. It was Dolomite used to did a couple intros for Busta. So I think okay. it was more so an extension of the fact that, you know, Rudy, Rudy Ray Morris passed away. Right. Um, okay. So I think it was more so that. Um, and, you know, I don't think the, I think there may have been some calculation in terms of putting together the track list as far as like, this is the intro, this is the outro. Right. Um, you know, 
this is the dance hall joint. This is the Mariah Carey joint. But everything else, to be real, I think are just the best records he's put together over the past yeah. 11 years of putting out, of like working on this album. I don't necessarily know that beyond the singles, it was all that calculated. So I'm sure there are like songs with Rock Marcy in the cut, songs with yes. Soul God Cooks in the cut, Benny. you know, songs with Griselda in the cut. Yeah. Like I'm sure they're all there, but it was more so like, I want to put my best foot forward because this is my first album in 11 years. And I want to mm -hmm. make sure that people have not forgotten what I can do in my time off. So I'm sure that there's a hive mind of people who are in there um, with him, helping him work that out. I'm sure Dre was one of those people. Sure. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, like, you know, it would have been and it would have been great to hear Benny and Conway and Westside and Cooks and, and you know, uh, Jamal. It would have been great to hear a bunch Jamal. of different. MCs who he rocked with back in the day on this, um, but, you but know, I would I, think it's this is not the record for that. I, I would, nah, that's my feeling. Really I don't think this was the record it's for about, that. It's about can you stand on your own two feet, and and really the collaborations. He he wasn't necessarily reaching for anybody who could stamp him in return. Right. You know, mm -hmm. like he 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 wasn't doing. I'm sure he could have gotten a record with Jay. I'm mm -hmm. sure he could have gotten a record with Nas. I'm sure he could have gotten a record with anybody he wanted to get a record with. But I think he was, it sounded like he was determined to really try out these different styles without having somebody to guide him through it. Like a song like, Oh No, you would have expected there to be like Amigos feature on there. Yes. But he, he went I in, think he, um, Dolo. Uh I think he picked he picked the Kendrick song as that song of those ilk. So maybe he right. does have like four or five of those, and maybe those people in the studio helping him. Like, all right, so you got six of these type. One has Jay, one has Kendrick, whatever. You got a Lupe Cole, song, probably yeah. Cole. Which one do you want? We can't put all of them. Let's pick right. one. So that way, that type of song gets that focus. So right, there right. there are no other major league spitters on the record other than Kendrick. So you're not sitting there listening to their verses too. When you want that experience, you just listen to that version of it. So I'm pretty sure he, it seems like he's might've had three or four versions of these songs oh, yeah. with right. these type of features, maybe Mariah, um, you know, I don't know, maybe Chrisette Michelle singing a hook or whatever, like, <laughs> all right, which one we taking? You know what I'm saying? It could have been that, um, sure. definitely feels that way. Well, that's what happens when you create 900 songs. You gotta pick the best 22. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, gang. All right, let's, well, um, any more Buster? Anymore? Buster-ish. I think, uh, I think Big Bang era Buster Rhymes uh, does not get the credit he deserves as a rapper. He, he don't deserve any credit for that. And yeah, I like Cocaina style Buster Rhymes because I think he gets into a bag that uh, is actually really interesting to listen to. And I like, I like listening to it because I think that's the rapping he wants to do all the time. I think mm. that's why he always has the same flow because he could do that in his sleep. Totally. Um, but yeah, it was good talking Buster Rhymes with y'all, man. Yeah, I mean, making yeah, up coke stories, making up coke stories in your sleep, you know, Rick Ross does it. It's easier. It's so, fine. No problem. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, thanks for joining us, Def. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just type in Def C D E F C E E, Google it, and you will find all of my man's wares, works, and wonders. Yeah. Um, One of the best rappers out today. Period. He just dropped. He just dropped what is, what is it called? Death Thrones. I'm messing uh, up the alliteration. Throne, throne for loops. So we did. We just did the drop sober campaign. We yeah. put out four singles in October and then uh, capped it off with 
a maxi single fully produced by me, except for I swiped the nutmeg beat from Ghostface, slowed it down and then looped it. So I didn't want to give myself credit for that joint, but everything else produced, recorded, mixed by me. Um, and that's right. available next price, but you know, um, all the money from that project goes back to the label, Filthy Records. Shout out to Decay the Llama um, from the legendary Green Llamas crew who runs that label. Shout out to DJ Sean Doe. They've really been putting on for me these past few years. So if you hear something you like, support it. Um, that goes back to the label and goes back into future projects for me. So, yeah. Dope. Yeah. Def C, one of our only guests that comes with his own sound effects. <laughs> and exclamation. If you don't know when he says something serious, fist to hand. This ain't no running jewel <laughs> shit. Fist to hand. I ain't no gun fingers and stuff. But um, definitely support our mans. Um, he's made multiple appearances. He's on my next record. I think I'm on his. Um, so, yeah, you know, right. check it but out. I gotta, Alaska, I got to get you on something on this Messiah music joint. So I got to find the Let's right joint. Yeah, you know, hit me up. Let's do it. All right, get Alaska. Alaska's, you know, he's ready for verses now. You know, got the hottest. You know, yeah, man. Do you feel inherent competition with him, Zilla? You just dropped a project, and his project's still rolling. No, me, me, because me and Alaska's album sold the fuck out. Yeah, bitch, it's gone. Oh, oh, y'all, oh, now y'all selling out. I did that already this year. Y'all, now selling out. Oh, we've been. Oh, sorry, we did it in twenty fucking. 26 days or whatever. Hey, look, look, look. Ain't, ain't nobody, ain't nobody did, you know, down out. like that. You know what I'm saying? No, it is available to purchase. Midnight Suns. Me and Thomas. Yes. Yeah. They have multiple vinyl pieces. I should have them in hand. Uh, this should be out to folks probably next week, whenever this airs. Um, cassettes are sold out. Collector's bundle sold out. I think there's Oh, like, we throwing them? You want to throw up some signed sign copies on Wreck and Crew Bank? Yeah, uh, we'll, 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 we'll talk about that. Um, we got, I think, only maybe like three or two, three T-shirts left, a couple hoodies left. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're gonna repress the tapes potentially with new artwork as people went nuts for that. And then uh, sure. test pressing, I think there's two or three of those left out of however many there was. So Sorry. there you go, CDs. We still have the CDs definitely. There's only three T-shirts left. We um, at Wrecking Crew HQ, we have some surplus inventory. We might be doing a flash sale on a few CDs. Surplus meaning like five. So yeah, it's flash sale. So like we go. do have some, and That's also fun. unfortunately, we'll discount them, but not that much. So it's not gonna be like five dollar CDs. Maybe more in the ten ten dollar range. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, but we also got we got a few record group buttons mm-hmm. left. Um, we got hats, and we have a new piece coming. Uh, for next uh, wrecking crew. Oh, day. and we got the. I mean, for bank we, we we got Patreon, motherfuckers. What? Yeah, we do. We oh, out yeah. here shining. Support Patreon. the pod. You can either get a uh, um, Treat Williams level, Tom uh, Barringer, Tom Barringer level, Treat or, uh, ten, or a Lou Gossett, Jim Belushi level. Yeah. And, um, you want to go principal on them? You get extra content. Some some stuff that we don't include in the major broadcast will chop up. No. Um, send it to you in a nice package but you know support um just help the brothers out um you know we have our sponsorships uh from anchor, um, anchor and um, celebration of food chichi's also um uh what else we got um oh i'm working with a um a slot company um, a slot company 
Yeah, man. Com- combo locks, door locks. We That's got fire. it all. That's important. Oh, Safety is important. One more, one more thing. Uh, and I want to extend this invitation to the three of you. MC Rec Shop every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Zoom via Young Chicago Authors, co-facilitated uh, 4 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, co-facilitated by Add to the legendary. Ooh, Add legendary Add to. Yep. Oh, uh, one of the yeah. best records of 2019. Facts. Jim Crow musical. Very good record. Facts. Castro and I did that uh, a couple months ago. It was a really good time. Oh, great time. I met um, yeah. a little bit saucy. Yeah, dope. Uh, yeah, yeah adolescent great. MC. She's incredible. She's uh, she's twelve. Zilla, Zilla, she's twelve years old, and she said Beanie Siegel has the best beat selection of any rapper she's heard. She's into it. Damn, she's, fam, she's, she's from Twenty First and Siegel. Like, is she, <laughs> is she local? Is she from out here? She's into it. She's no, she's just dope. Yeah, man. Well, that's that's a oh shit. All right. Well, got a lot um, happening. Folks, Def Jam happening. Patreon cracking. If you see any artists out there, we're not personally doing it. If you see any artists trying to get out in the virtual space, please go support them. Um, Shows are few and far between, hard to come by these days. So when people are trying to uh, adapt, please uh, support them like you would if you wanted to go to their show. It's it's well worth it. And we're working out the kinks. It's well worth it. So just support those cats just like you would um, any other show. My man Mega Ran has a lot of virtual shows. Open Mike Eagle just did one. Armin Hammer did, did one. Milo. So we're trying. You know, we're, we're out here trying to um, get to y'all fans in any way possible. So just uh, keep up that support. We appreciate it. That's it. Well, we are called Coke today. That's the line. One of solidness. Please conclude it. We need to talk about. We need to talk about. Buster. Buster ER. All right, Conway. See you later. Talk to him. Talk to him.